So here we are. The mom's come in. She's ready to abort. And you know that actually if if she's had it in her past, she's likely to have it again. And so what do you, what do you say to her as she's as she's contemplating abortion? I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me Lord, I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro-Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip Encourage and challenge you in pro-life ministry and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Use me, Lord, use me, Lord. Welcome back to the Gospel Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. And um, we hope these podcast episodes are a blessing to you. I've mentioned it in the past, but I want to mention it again, that we have set up a website, which is just a small little web page, nothing special, with our podcasts on it and a search feature where you can search topics and keywords and things like that and find any of our podcasts that have that keyword in them. You can go to gospelcenteredprolife.com, and that should take you right over to that web page. So gospelcenteredprolife.com. If you want to share this with friends and family members and things like that, you can share it that way or you can share it um, through whatever podcast service that you use. We do appreciate you guys that share this podcast. Appreciate the feedback that we get from you guys. We get emails from time to time, messages from time to time about some of our episodes and how they're a blessing. And so we'd love to hear your feedback, positive or negative feedback. We're not above correction. We'd certainly, if we've... um, if we've said anything that's that's uh, off key or whatever, we, we want to be corrected. We want to say and do that which honors the Lord Jesus, and we don't uh, we don't consider ourselves experts. Um, although some people may consider us to be experts in, in this some areas, we're ministry. we're yeah. sort of expert. Yeah, I guess so. But more than anything, we just want to encourage you guys and bring subjects that come across our radar across your radar. And that's how most of these podcast episodes come. We have some kind of situation that we deal with, with a mom or something, somebody, and we like, Hey man, we should do a podcast about that. And that's where this podcast episode is coming from. Kind of a weird subject for some people, Mm -hmm. but it's something likely if you are ministering on the sidewalk, ministering to moms that go to these abortion centers, you're you're gonna likely face it. So what's our what's our subject? Yeah, well, this was actually a, a topic that one of our sidewalk missionaries contacted me okay. and said that this mom had uh, had gone into the abortion center, was planning to abort, and it was based on the fact that she had a history of postpartum depression. Okay, and she was very concerned about going through that again. It had been pretty rough, pretty devastating, and the. Uh, sidewalk missionary that contacted me really knew very little about postpartum depression, didn't really know how to address it. So I thought that would be a good thing for us to talk about. I have had women with what I would consider baby blues. There is a difference between the less serious baby blues and exhaustion that probably every new mom feels and postpartum um, depression. But um, so I did some research, contacted our high-risk doctor, and she sent me a couple of articles, contacted our wonderful um, doctor, 
uh, Matt Harrison, yeah. who uh, is the pioneer of the abortion pill reversal, and, and he works with many moms, and asked him for some input. So that's how this particular article and podcast developed. Okay. So um, so the first thing, you know, is is the woman was threatening abortion, and I believe the counselor had kind of talked her at least momentarily out of that. Okay. But then didn't quite know what now. Yeah. What's what's next? Yeah. So um what the things that that I counseled immediately were that we had a high risk doctor who who she could contact. And I think that's number one thing yeah. for for people to have in their repertoire. Yeah. Absolutely having some kind of medical professional that could speak to this stuff mm-hmm. and uh of course the best is that that medical professional is a believer in Jesus. Yeah. We're dealing with things like postpartum depression. I mean, having an MD, certainly uh, an OBGYN, because she's dealt with that stuff before for right. sure. Yeah. But maybe having someone that deals in the mental health realm. Yeah. Someone that deals in the counseling realm that's dealt with postpartum depression. And maybe because it's not always easy to find an MD or someone who's like, you know, certified or whatever in this area, yeah. maybe you can't find that, but having maybe a connection with a church that has a counseling center or something right. like that, but connecting yeah. them to someone that can get more in depth and that has dealt with these situations uh, is probably one of the most important things you can do beyond praying that sure. the Lord moves in that sure. situation. Yeah. So in the, in this article, the first thing that I thought we should do is uh, define what it is so that our counselors and anyone listening to this podcast really knows what it is. You may have a general sense, but the Mayo Clinic's definition of postpartum depression is, uh, first of all, differentiates it from baby blues, which I mentioned. Is that like a technical thing? Baby blues? Baby blues. That's what it it was in the article. They, They, and that's, it's very common. Um, you know, moms are new baby, uh, new schedule, exhausted, um, all these hormones surging through you. Right. So it is very common to have mood swings, crying spells, anxiety, difficulty sleeping. And the difference between postpartum depression and baby blues is that the baby blues usually begin within the first two to three days after delivery and can last up to like two weeks. But postpartum depression is long lasting. It it can um, it can even in extreme cases turn into an extreme mood disorder, which is called postpartum psychosis, okay. and it usually occurs after childbirth. It can begin before the baby's born, but usually it occurs uh, following childbirth. So um, one of the things that it really made clear in the articles that I read and that the doctors I spoke with. It's treatable. Okay. And it is serious. Take it seriously. I think that's important. Okay. That anyone who interacts with a mom who says she has a history of it or she is currently going through it, um, take it seriously, but reassure her that there there are effective treatments. And the sooner it's identified, uh, the better the treatments are and okay. the more effective that the treatments are. So um, I would say one of the things just to chime in real quick as a man from the male perspective, when you encounter these women, I think we've said this and reiterated this point several times that when you encounter a mom and she gives some reason why she's coming to the abortion center, 
sometimes those reasons can they can be ridiculous to us and we don't understand and we don't we don't connect with it right yeah. especially as a man and dealing with postpartum depression like no man's ever dealt with postpartum depression right, right. so we could be tempted to kind of just shrug it off it's like well that's no reason to kill your baby right but i, I want to reinforce what you said that we need to take it seriously yeah. We need to, like we've always said, identify with their pain, even though it does not justify them killing their child. To them, it's real. To them, it's at least in some sense a justification to be at the abortion center. And we need to take it seriously. We need to address it. Now, probably as a man, I'm not going to get as in-depth as you would with the situation. Right. Right. But um, certainly, if I've got people that I can get on the phone if I've got a, I'm out there on the sidewalk and I'm, I'm talking to a mom that's going in. She said, well, I've dealt with postpartum depression in the past and I don't want to deal with that this time. Still dealing with that or whatever. I'm probably going to call a female counselor over. Yeah. I'm probably going to not probably definitely going to point her to the pregnancy center. Hey, don't go in there. There's people yeah. at the pregnancy center that can yeah. talk with that, uh, talk with you about that. And then again, if I have a medical professional, somebody can get on the phone, a counselor or something like that. Definitely want to connect her with that, that person too. Yeah. Yeah, and it is very important. We mentioned this in the article. I would recommend everyone read the article because we're not going to be able to get into the yeah. depth in the time we have. But one of the things the uh, the experts say is if there is a history of postpartum depression, there is a greater likelihood in subsequent pregnancies that there will be postpartum depression. So this woman's fear was real. Yeah, I think it might have even been her doctor. That had sent her to the abortion center, which is so sad and, and yeah. so terrible because you you may or may not have postpartum depression, but it is serious. It is debilitating and it, it can truly, it can be so severe that it can affect the mother's ability to bond to the child and the child could literally be in danger. It is very important that a professional yeah. be involved if that is in the in the woman's past. But um, so some of the symptoms uh, so that, that you know that this is different, more severe than just the crying, the tiredness, the sadness or irritability that often accompanies an exhausted woman following the birth of a baby. But with uh, postpartum depression, it's usually developing within the first few weeks after giving birth, okay. um, may begin earlier during pregnancy. There's depressed mood and severe mood swings, excessive crying. This is an important one. Difficulty bonding with the baby. Yeah. That's different from the baby blues. Baby blues, there is sadness, there is irritability, but you love your baby. Yeah. And, a, and the postpartum depressed woman may not feel that. She may just detach, be detached yeah. from that baby. She may withdraw from family and friends, um, losing appetite having insomnia or sleeping too much, overwhelming fatigue, all of those accompany new childbirth. So you can see why sometimes it's hard to differentiate the two, which is why you got to get a professional in to diagnose. Um, hope, hopelessness is another sign. Feelings of worthlessness, shame, um, panic attacks. This is another really important one. Thoughts of harming yourself or the baby. Yeah. Again, that's not a normal baby blue right. response. Uh, recurrent thoughts of death or suicide is a really serious thing that you should always pay attention to. Yeah. And if it's left untreated, it can last for many months or longer, which would, of course, severely affect that the outcome for that child because that's such an important time yeah. of bonding. 
you know, early on. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so some of the risk factors, we, we wrote those down. Um, and what I noticed was that a lot of them are similar risk factors to what we see in the women we encounter at the abortion center. Yeah. Just in general, um, financial problems, weak support system, problems with relationships, uh, all those things we see probably in every woman we meet almost out of of the abortion center. In some measure, for sure. a, A big one, pregnancy was unplanned or unwanted. So you know that you're probably going to run into women with postpartum depression, given these risk factors, which are so um, so prevalent in the women that come for an abortion. Yeah. Um, history of depression is particularly um, indicative of the chance of postpartum depression coming up. So here we are. The moms come in. She's ready to abort, and you know that actually if, if she's had it in her past, she's likely to have it again. And so what do you, what do you say to her as she's, as she's contemplating abortion? And I think one of the things that we often say to women whenever there's a possibility but not a certainty that we can use that same discussion um, with a woman with postpartum depression. Yeah. She may or may not have postpartum depression. But yeah, she- I mean, it's similar to those situations where you encounter a woman at the abortion center that says, you know, I had whatever, whatever the disorder was. High blood pressure high, is a, a common yeah, one yeah. during the last pregnancy. Preeclampsia. Exactly. Another problem yeah, that people yeah. have during pregnancy. So. They might say they had complications with their last pregnancy and they don't want to take a risk this time. Like you mentioned earlier, their doctor sometimes has counseled them to come to the abortion center because they had past issues. And so, um, yeah, it's important to remind them that not like just because you have a certain thing in your past does not necessarily mean that thing is going to manifest currently. And then I think you have to either way. Like we have to, to confront what the real issue is, and the real issue is lack of a connection with the Lord. And you can do that very graciously. Mm-hmm. You want to bring Jesus into the equation, right? And the way I would do that if I was having this conversation, well, you need to bring Jesus into the conversation for sure. But you also need to talk about the humanity of the baby. You right. need to dispel the myth, the lie that that baby is just a pregnancy, just a process that they're in. That baby's actually a human being. So. But bringing Jesus into the equation, if I was to encounter a woman in this particular scenario, I would first identify with her pain. Because I'll ask the question oftentimes in the course of the conversation, which, so what makes you feel like this is something you have to do? And I can imagine it playing itself out. I have not yet, just so you know, I've not yet encountered this. Yeah, um, I've talked to women that have had postpartum depression, but not coming to the abortion center in that particular scenario. Right, yeah. Um, but so I asked them, what what would you what makes you feel like abortion is an option for you? And if this were to come out, well, I deal strongly with postpartum depression. My last two children, I had a heavy postpartum depression, and I just don't want to deal with that again. And so my first response would be, man, that that's terrible. I hate that you mm-hmm. dealt with that. Yeah. And then I would bring Jesus into the equation. Like, you know, mm-hmm. God, I would say something like, do, do you believe in God? 
nine times out of 10. Yeah, I right. believe in God. Yeah. And so, you know, God, God sees that pain. God knows the depression, the struggle. God knows all of that stuff and he cares about it. And so I bring Jesus into the equation. I maybe would bring some scripture. The Bible says, cast your cares on the Lord for he cares for you. Jesus cares about the stuff that you're going through. He wants you to cast those cares on him. Yeah. And then I'm going to be talking about the humanity of the baby. Mm-hmm. Do you know that, that that baby that you carry inside of your womb is precious to the Lord? And even though you might be struggling even now mentally or had struggled in the past mentally, your children are a blessing. Yeah. And that baby you carry right now, though she or she's very small, that baby's alive. Yeah. And then, of course, I'll start talking about, you know, your baby's heart's already beating. Yeah. And then after that, I mean, we're talking probably this is a five-minute conversation or less. Mm-hmm. I'm pointing them right to the mobile ultrasound unit or right to a pregnancy center down the road, right to somewhere other than that place. Hey, would you be willing just to go down the road to the pregnancy center? It's 15 minutes away. Here's the address. And they will have a nurse that will give you a free pregnancy test, free ultrasound, and they can talk with you about all this stuff. Yeah. And I like what what you're doing is you're taking her focus off of her own fears and pain and putting it on a, another human being, yeah. which is which is that baby. And also, of course, on the help that, that God. And I liked what you said when um, you said that God knows about your pain and your yeah. struggle uh, because so many of them describe themselves as feeling like they're all alone in this and that yeah. no one understands and bringing in the fact that, well, God does, God understands yeah. and, and he's, he's there. Um, so, uh, so those are all good. And, and, um, and talking about again, of course, that, that there's a certainty if you take the child's life, the baby's dead and the baby may, may or may not have, um, yeah, well, or you may, may so or may yeah, not I have. would, I would certainly mention that Yeah, you may have had this in the past, but that's no promise that you're going to have this right. issue in the future. Right. But what is certain, that's an uncertainty. You're not sure that you're going to have that. Yeah. But this is certain that if yeah. you go inside of that place, your baby is going right. to die. Right. Yeah. Um, and then if possible, if it was a doctor that sent her there, her doctor you need to help find her another doctor. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, it, there are pro-life doctors. In fact, and I spoke with um, Dr. Matt because I am hardly an expert on this. I actually never experienced postpartum depression myself with any of my pregnancies. Um, but it is, it is serious. Dr. Matt said it can be very serious and it can lead to severe depressive disorder. So we you you do need to take it seriously and it does need to be treated and, and addressed. Um, but he said the answer is never killing the baby. Yeah. There is treatment. And so reminding the woman also and knowing that yourself, I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. what they could do for postpartum depression. I thought the woman just had to gut through it. But yeah. apparently there are drugs that you can even take during pregnancy that okay. are safe during pregnancy. So um, uh, he said when when I did talk with Dr. Matt, he he said that there are really some important things that sidewalk volunteers should know first that it can be treated safely okay. and effectively. It is effective. There is good medication available. Yeah. But he also said, and I thought this was so important for us as sidewalk counselors in especially love life ministry who appoints mentors to, to these women. He said the woman will require a lot of support um, if she's struggling with postpartum depression. So he also made another point. I do want I do want uh, maybe you to 
to talk a little bit about, okay, the woman needs a lot of support. So what are we then to think and to provide and to think about, um, you know, as our follow-up with this woman? Yeah. But he also said um, postpartum depression is a real issue, may or may not occur with with that pregnancy. But post-abortion traumatic syndrome is also a real issue yeah. and can be devastating. And he said if they abort, they, they're adding a new level of another trauma that they are going to have to deal with, yeah. which, of course, is, is even worse because it's not only them, but now it's also his child. Yeah. So in terms of the extra support. Yeah. Well, in terms of the extra support, I mean, I think with if we encounter a woman in this situation assuring her that we have churches that will walk with her stand with her i mean one of the things with any kind of depression is loneliness and people yeah. feeling alone people feeling isolated people feeling like there's no one that cares yeah. and letting them know reassuring them that there there are people that care yeah in this city this is oftentimes my statement in this city there are literally hundreds of churches with people in those churches that want to walk with you through this mm-hmm. pregnancy. Yeah. Can we connect you with one of them? And just letting them know. And I think in these situations, not I think, I know in these situations, we need to be very intentional about how the words that we use. We need to be very intentional about the tone of our voice. Mm-hmm. We need to be very intentional about really understanding this person's in mental anguish. This person yeah. is struggling mentally and though we might can't connect with that like I, I certainly again i can't connect with postpartum depression and really you know i've been bummed before but i've never been like clinically depressed i don't know what all of that entails you know right. when you start talking yeah. about medications and all that stuff like yeah. i don't know about all that stuff i don't know that world of medicine and i have some skepticism about that right yeah, about sure. psychiatric drugs and how good yep. they are and all that stuff but just because i have some skepticism about it doesn't mean i write it off completely and again i, I try to stay in my lane right, right. i don't know about all that stuff yeah. so i'm one of the things i'm not going to do is i'm not going to poo-poo that stuff right. i'm going to write away if i can and get her away from that abortion center mm-hmm. and then with some follow-up Let's say I've sent her to the pregnancy center down the road. I've gotten her contact info. I probably would hand it off to you or one of the female counselors right. at that point. Yeah. The follow-up from that would be connecting her with a medical professional or at least following up and saying, hey, did the pregnancy center, uh, did they help get you connected with a medical professional? Because quite mm-hmm. likely that that could happen if she shared with them. And she may not have shared with them. So it might right. be on you to connect her with a medical professional. Yeah. And then again, Following up with, can we connect you with a mentor? Because to me, that may even go further than connecting her with a doctor or, you know, some kind of counselor or something like that. The fact that there are people in this thing with her could could be that invite her to church. I mean, listen, God can break through in those situations and alleviate any kind of depression, fear of depression. I mean, I think that's what we're talking about, really. We're not talking about maybe dealing with the actual depression or yeah. encounter a woman at the abortion center, we're talking about dealing with the fear that that could happen. Exactly. Right? Although, you know, down the road, we if if a mentor or a counselor is following a woman through the birth of their child, you may encounter someone who's actually then in yeah. depression. But right now, this situation that arose was just the fear yeah. of, of well, the depression. I think for me, like mm-hmm. just going through this, I breezed through this article when you yeah. sent it over. Mm-hmm. But I'm learning something like to me that's pretty profound, which is that 
not, I mean, I knew postpartum depression was a real thing, yeah, but didn't really understand like, gosh, it's, it's more than just they're bummed because they don't have yeah. a baby anymore. That's kind of yeah. what my thinking was like, right. they're missing the fact that they're pregnant or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is more than what you, I guess what they call the baby blues. And so to yeah. me, the, this is enlightening, at least knowing that this is a this is a reality for yeah, some and it, and what what went through my mind with I think like you said I think the mentorship um, is critical, very critical for this woman. She's going to need a lot of support, is what Doctor Matt said, and what the art what the articles I read said. Therefore, the church or whoever is appointing a mentor, if your city does that, and I, I hope that more and more cities will be doing that, uh, a mentor from a, with the backing of a church to follow this woman, that mentor needs to know this is going to be intense because there are some people who are willing to take that on as a mentor. Yeah. There are different levels of what people are willing to give as a mentor. And in, in this case, this is going to be someone that is, it's going to be intense. And so yeah. it needs to be a mentor who is willing to be involved. And the ideal one would probably be someone who has been through it herself. But um, uh, we wrote out a list of things that we should do as, as sidewalk counselors. And I think those are important. Okay. They're kind of the, the take-home um, list. All right. But um, don't minimize the issue is is the first thing which we've we've said. Um, a doctor needs to know she's pregnant and worried about postpartum depression. If So you need to find that out. Yeah. Uh, recommend a second opinion. Uh, if a doctor has referred her to the abortion center. Yeah. Then for sure. She definitely need, doesn't need to go back to that doctor. You need to go find not only a second opinion. You need an, a new doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Talking about that treatment is available. Oftentimes, just knowing that will help them. Yeah, they may not. They may not have known that. Um, speaking with a high risk doctor, having that available, reminding her it's temporary. I don't know if we mentioned that so far, but that's really important. Um, and this is a good counseling technique for anyone we encounter at the abortion center. They're usually in a situation that's temporary. Yeah, yeah. A good statement is don't. Employ a permanent solution for a temporary Very good. issue. Yeah, exactly. Because abortion is a permanent yeah. solution. Like yeah. it, it's permanent in the sense that it permanently ends the life of a baby. Yeah. And I didn't write this one down in the article, but it occurred to me to be on the lookout of women who have an unusual level of detachment from the baby growing in them. And I have seen that. I've never heard it labeled as postpartum depression before. Yeah. But I had one woman, I think we spoke about her in the past, uh, some other podcasts, that kept saying she agreed with everything I said, but kept saying, I just don't want this baby. Yeah. I don't love this baby. I don't want this baby. H had I known more about postpartum depression, that statement might have been a tip off to me is there something more than just sin yeah is there something going on that is chemical which i i assume that it has to do yeah, with the yeah. hormones Hormonal, and things hormonal right. issues and things right. like that one of the things that comes to mind for me is that we do oftentimes see and so i said i don't know that i've ever encountered uh that situation, but I, I quite possibly did and just didn't know about exactly. it because yeah. oftentimes what we do see is somebody come to the abortion center who just had a baby, right? right. They, when we see it a lot, women come in with right. a baby carrier, not just a car seat, but a baby carrier in the back. Yes. So they, they, they have a newborn in the car and just yeah. got pregnant again. Yeah. And it could be, I mean, I think 
more than anything else, it's like, well, we don't want to have another baby right now because financially or relationally or whatever, we don't want to do this. But it could be that postpartum depression thing. Yeah. They're dealing with that from that last pregnancy. Yeah. Being able to speak to that and acknowledge that I think could be helpful. Or a flat affect. I've seen that, the really flat affect as the women are looking at their baby on the ultrasound. That's not normal. That is not normal. And it didn't occur to me that that could be another tip off of is there some sort of a depression, a postpartum depression going on? Uh, the last point is just keep pointing her to focus on God. And we, yeah. we added some verses at the end of this article to help. But never neglect that. Just because it's serious, just because it's real, this is a real medical condition that does need to be addressed. But that doesn't mean you neglect yeah. helping them to, to put their focus on God and, and right, reminding yeah. them to really trust him and turn their lives over to him. So I think that's, um, that's basically what, what, uh, what we discovered. I, you know, we breezed through this, but if anyone has further questions, of course, feel free to, yeah. to contact us. And um, and do some research on your own. It's it, I think it's more important than I had realized yeah. the more that I researched it. Yeah. And I would say it's good to have like in your phone. This is what I do a lot of times with different topics and things like that. I'll look for articles and then in my phone, I'll save in the notes section a link to that article. And that's something you could actually you could text it over to somebody if you're I mean, to me, I can think in my scenario, if I'm dealing with a dad on the sidewalk, he says, mm -hmm. well, she's in there because she's dealing with this with yeah. postpartum depression and just really doesn't want to have another baby and deal with this again. Uh, like, Man, can I shoot you over an article just for you yeah. guys to check out? I'm going to encourage him along those lines. Yeah, I do think, though, of course, you know, I've said we, we need to be careful with our tone and, and we need to be careful with our language. You don't want to come across as like you know, judgy or condemning. Mm -hmm. Um, but we do need to be forthright. Mm -hmm. We do need to set out the reality. Like, you understand that you're going to kill your baby if you go through with an abortion. I don't think we yeah. dance around that. I think we yeah. tell the truth. Yeah, We do it graciously, as graciously as possible. Um, but, yeah, for me, the takeaway is just acknowledging that this is a thing, that this is an issue. So I want to encourage you guys just to look for articles that you can have, maybe like like I do, save it in your phone. Yeah. Um, check out this article, sidewalksforlife.com is where we put these articles out. Maybe at some point in the future we'll mesh the two websites, the website for the podcast specifically and the website that we have the articles on together. But for now, you can go find the article, sidewalksforlife.com. That's our training and equipping website as well. So just some sidewalk training and stuff that are there. Um, beyond the articles, we have other things, videos and stuff. And then, of course, the podcast website, um, gospelcenteredprolife.com, to check out our podcast and be able to search for keywords and things like that for subjects that we've covered in the past. We do appreciate you guys listening. And if you need to reach out to me, you can reach me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach her, Vicki at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear from you, but until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Give me an outlet for love Give me an outlet for gratitude I know it will cost me my life but Nothing's too Precious since I met you